We're now going to start recording, so we just missed the whole fucking first part of it. <laughs> we are a fucking class back organization. Uh, people ask if we have sponsors. My typical answer is nobody wants to sponsor us. No, I don't want someone to sponsor this. This is the reason right here. We're going to hit an interlude right now, just like we started recording earlier. Okay. Episode 7, going strong. Mainly stupid. Mainly fucking retarded is really what it should be, but <laughs> stupid is just... Stupid is stupid does. So, we got uh, first fish of the, on the, uh, of the years on the boards. Yes. Finally. Two for me, what? I had five. Five. I don't know if I want to keep track. I don't, I've been debating this in my own head. Like I tell myself every year, I'm going to catch a hundred fish. And then I stop counting after like one. But do bait fish count? No. I mean, if bait fish count, then I way overdo it. Exactly. But I mean, you're fishing. Yeah. It's all part of it. So does a bait fish count? I guess technically it does. And you're catching on rod and reel. Like I I would say bait fish like rod and reel or like sabiki rig even yeah versus like cast net or like a minnow trap. i should say I, w- I guess i should set my sights a little bit lower be like i want to catch 50 fish on a fly rod that's a good goal All right that's my goal you could even break it down what species do you want do you want dries? Do you want wet? Do you want I'm just going on a fly rod. I don't give a fuck. Just give me a fucking fish on a fly rod. <laughs> yeah. I respect that idea. Yeah. So I'm already too into it. Yeah. I got into five on Saturday. That was a weird day. It was, yeah, it was funky. Then we went that night too. And then we had hits, but nothing really. Nothing. Yeah. The water came up in one little stream with no fucking. No, the only thing I can think of is the water plant did something. Yeah. Because they pull off of that river. Um, but yeah, we jumped up like fucking a foot and a half of water depth and totally changed that whole area. Then we went, you went on Sunday. I had family Easter commitments yeah. that did not allow me. So the, tell me if you don't think this is the greatest idea ever. So the plan all along, right? Sunday, get up, go up to my, my mom's house, have breakfast, come back here, let all the dogs out, do that shit, and then go up to the in-laws. So in the morning, when I got home Saturday night, I left every all my fishing stuff in my truck, all of it. So I'm like, well, when I pull it out in the morning, she'll be out there, like, because we'll just go out together in the morning and you know, get the truck ready for the kids and everything. I was like, if I leave the fly fishing stuff in there, maybe. Because I don't want to be the one to be like, hey, can I bring all this? <laughs> so I'll just passively, aggressively go around the backside and leave it in there. And then as I'm taking it out, she's, she just goes, you know, oh, yeah, I know. Why don't you bring it? We can stop at the river right by her house, right at the sump, and you can fish for like an hour and just let the kids play in the water. Didn't happen. Didn't work out like no, that. No, did not. She just was like, yep, no problem. Help you get all your shit out of your truck as fast as possible. I was like, fuck. 
and I probably, and like I told her, uh, like I told her about the, the whole the thing plan. afterwards. Yeah, like uh, when we were coming home, and she's like, you know, you could have just said something, and I probably would have just been like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, yeah, I know, but but I thought you were gonna hit me. I also view that <laughs> as, I also view that as like, am I am I wasting a, a hall pass opportunity to go yeah. fishing? To just like burn it again. I was like, I can't ask it every time that I want to go fishing in my brain and I ask you, I'm you're gonna fucking kill me. Yeah. Like, when is it? Uh every day, all day, every day. Yeah. Like anytime, like, oh, I can leave the house. All right, see you later. Bye. So last night when I told man how I ex- explained it to my wife is I have an alter ego named Robert that mm. I like just act like sometimes he's special needs. And uh so I was like, can I take Robert fishing with Garrett tonight? <laughs> that's, that's how I portrayed it. And she's like, yeah, as long as you're home by nine, which turned out we weren't able to do any fishing because. No. And so that was. I wasn't. So you got in on Sunday. I was going to go on Monday. And then I was like, ah, no. I was like, kind of beat down from the weekend, busy weekend. And I was like, I got enough shit to do around Same here. Same here. And then I was like, I looked at the weather and I just kept seeing all this shit about like, oh, it's going to, we're going to get fucking snow. We're going to get fucking rain. We're going to, it's a fucking nor'easter in April. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. So then I'm like, fuck, I should have gone tonight. And then a buddy of mine, Cody, asked if he wanted to go out. And I was like, yeah, dude, let's go. And he's like, I, I got the kitchen pass for Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, boy. And then I woke up at like 4.30 in the morning on Tuesday morning to just absolute cow pissing on a flat rock. Yeah, it was. And I was like, well. I was soaked from walking to the house to my truck. To go to work? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, let's see. And then it stopped pretty early. So I was like, well, maybe there wasn't that much water down that it doesn't rise. up. No, everything's now like three and a half, four feet high. Yeah, I drove by Diamond Hill. Did you drive by there? Yeah. I ripping. I could not believe how high it was. Ripping. Like it looked. What's with the little community right there on the corner? I don't know. It's a very interesting, like. But I think you were talking about floating that. I think that'd be doable. Oh, yeah. Your otter. Absolutely. Or a canoe or whatever. Even a fucking paddleboard would be kind of cool. The only problem with like that, like I forget about it until like I really think about like making the trip happen. And by the time like that's gonna be really fun, good dry fly fishing. Stripers are gonna be in. No, you're gonna have to be carried away by you. Doesn't matter what you yeah. float in, you're gonna fly away with mosquitoes. Yeah. That fucking area is so buggy. Yeah. And with the amount of rain we just had, like bugs are just gonna start popping up out of nowhere. It's gonna be awesome. But Saturday was fun. Saturday was fun. And one thing I, I liked, even though I didn't catch anything Saturday night, what I liked about it was like seeing how the fish reacted to like right before it started to rain. Yeah. We would get action and then it would rain for a few minutes and they'd, they'd, shut, off. they'd shut off. And then same thing again. And how they were reacting to subsurface flies over just you know, dry. Yeah. just stupid stockfish going after dries. 
which was odd because they are stupid stocked fish and they weren't really going after drives, which yeah. was kind of. I did have one of the second fish I caught on Sunday slurped it like a drive. Yeah. And hit it hard enough that it like, and I don't know if it was maybe my hook set, but the hook went in and then like came out and like hooked him again. So it almost had his lip tied up. So nice. I was a little worried he wasn't going to swim away, but he did no problem. Yeah. All those fish now are in fucking Elliot. Yeah. But although most of them will stay, it yeah. really there wasn't that much current. It was just volume. Yeah. So hopefully by the weekend it'll be back down. I got another white waspy event on fucking Friday. I'm going golfing. So oh. otherwise I'd probably be going fishing. Um I, I told you, but I'll tell our listeners. So Saturday night when we went, we had that father and his son yeah. fishing. And I think they caught one or missed one or he lost it like as he was trying to get it in. Yeah, he lost one like at his feet. Yeah, and, and he was, was fly fishing. Yeah, his old man was hilarious. And uh, like, oh, doesn't count. Um, so the son came back on his bike Sunday morning, I kind of, I looked up and I saw the bike roll into the woods and then I saw him and I was like, oh, you, I was like, it was here last night, which I thought that was cool that he came back on his own. Yeah. And so he got his waders and shit on. He was standing there fishing. <clears throat> I was getting ready to leave. So I told him that I was leaving and that I caught a couple of fish up here and they've been jumping. So you could come up and fish this pool if you want. So he, he did. He came up. And he was fishing some big giant fucking stone fly nymph. So I said, I looked at his flies and I said, tie him one of these. And he did. I watched him catch a fish before before I left. Which was that was that That's was always cool. fun when that happens. Yeah. And then we got a fly fishing nerd event. It's not a nerd event. It's the fucking coolest event in the world. Yeah. I've never been to one. It's so this the place where they're having it is awesome. So you've got it's the fly fishing expo. I don't know. I think it's it's called the fly fishing show. Yeah. And it's down in Marlboro Mass. It's on it starts Friday and goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um They've got huge indoor areas where, like, you can cast rods, no mm-hmm. problem. They've got, like, casting contests if you want to. They've got casting demonstrations. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fucking cool. There's a bunch of guys down there that are tying. And yeah. Sitting. I noticed they had a shitload of guys that are just going to be tying. Yeah. And then, like, they've got all the vendors there. You've got... Every rod manufacturer, every big rod manufacturer, Sims will be there. G Loomis, you've got, you know, all the Orvis guys will be there. Costa will be there, which is the one booth I'm looking forward to <laughs> getting demolished at. Um, and there's a bunch of charter companies. There's some old book people too. Yeah, some authors and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool event. Um, I, I've been twice. Both times took a kid with me, and I'm not doing that this time. 
I'm going to take my time and enjoy this show and walk around. This, well, he's taking a big child with him. Yeah. But the old, the budget for the show might have taken a little hit. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my truck off on Monday up with my buddy who owns. Um, if anyone needs any diesel or truck work in Maine, Maine Turbo Diesels, fantastic folks. But they'll get you. And really, I can't say it's anything, no one else's fault but my own. Yeah. But, you know, with the possibility of going up and doing some overnight trips and camping and going up north, just in general, I was like, well, I want my truck going through. I haven't really been the greatest at maintaining it all the time. And I mean, the past two years, in the past two years, I've put 16,000 miles on my truck in two full years. I used to do that in three months. Yeah. Like, that's not me. But with the pandemic and working from home, yeah. not driving every day, like, I cut 80 miles off a day. Yeah. By staying home. So, like, it's fucking huge. So, Absolutely. But also, rolling things like to roll. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. love to sit around. So, doing some maintenance, some corrective. Um Found out my transfer case decided to leave the chat. So that's the noise I'd been hearing. Um, and then just some preventative maintenance shit that I want done that I just don't want to deal with, like changing serpentine belts on a fucking motor where they've jammed everything so fucking hard in yeah. front of that truck. It ain't fucking worth my time and effort. So. Yeah, it would be worth it, though, to have it in tip top shape. Hope when you, so. When you need it. Yeah. Although you, you'll probably get it to a point where you never where you won't even need four-wheel drive. I hope not. But I'd like to have it. Mm. And I don't have it currently. He said he he put put my truck in four-wheel drive because he pulled the rear drive shaft. He's having the rear drive shaft balanced and replacing the clips on it. And he said when he put it in four-wheel drive to back it out, he goes, I stopped and I wasn't sure if I should keep going because of the sound it made. I was like, oh yeah, no, it's bad. He goes, that's a sound that makes me sick to my stomach. I was like, oh yeah, every time. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's not the greatest, but you know, here we are. So putting some putting some love back into the old machine. So Hopefully. you you were diesel trucks, man. Hey, the price of trucks right now. Yeah, I'd put twenty thousand dollars yeah. in that truck if I had to. It's just, it's insane. That's why I'm kind of, I've the balls in my court with my truck because of the when I buy it out for the lease. It's already under contract. Yeah, yeah. it's like a set price. <clears throat> Sucks for you, boys. Yeah, be like the one time like a lease actually works out for yeah. somebody. So, I posted a pic. I posted a question in uh, on a Reddit, a fly fishing Reddit. So, this was my question: What's one thing you wish you learned earlier in your tying life, like when you started fly tying? I was like, thought it'd be cool to hear about some tips and tricks that once learned, it made all the sense to you, or it just made that part of tying that much easier. So our answer so far, quality hackle is a game changer. 
I could not fucking agree more. Yeah. That's After what I was going to say. finally breaking down and buying fucking yeah. the short hackle for those renegades. Yeah. Like, and then that was what he said. He goes, move to Whiting and never look back. You get what you pay for, no questions. Absolutely. Like, the stuff that comes with every beginner's fly tying kit is good for a beginner fly tire. But, like, it's good you, for woolly buggers. Yeah. Um, and then one guy said, watching YouTube, which I have enough of a problem with. But yeah, I've been into the Wildfly. Like, I'm treating the Wildfly productions. They need to fucking step it up and get more like Joe Holland. And start, I would love it if Scotty came out with a, with a video every week. He's awesome. Like, yeah. The shit, like, and the guys he fishes, Adam and, and Steven and uh, Bryant. I think I might be Adam. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like, he's like, ah, we didn't start catching fish till we started drinking tomato beers. And I'm yeah. like, Tomato beers? You just peaked my. I answer. have a shirt from. <laughs> yeah, they call them red beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a shirt from Wildfly that said on the back, and it's a quote from Adam from one of the videos. It says, "I've drank more beers than fish I've caught today." That's. It's my goal, pretty much. It's uh, like a long day on this boat striper fishing, and it's like two fish, but. You look at the pile of empties. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Still a good day. Yep. yep sure. Fuck was. Yeah. Those guys are great. I've gotten into. So as far as like your question goes, hackle, like quality hackle is and the blue duns I've been tying. It's not, it's, it's not the short hackle, but it's still like the good whiting yeah. quality, like saddle hackle. Uh, just makes such a difference in, mm-hmm. in the in the way the flies look, and it's easier to tie on. It's easier to find a gooder, better, a gooder, a, gooder. A, a better piece to use. Well, the the thing that I noticed most with like the real thin stuff, and because even my bigger hackle is all whiting, mm. but that thin stuff does not break as mm-hmm. easy. Like nowhere near. Like I would, and you look at the stem on it. It's tiny. Yeah, and you're like, this fucking thing's not going to stay in there, but you wrap it down tight and bend it. Yeah. Good to go. So one of the other guys said, I found using tying wax similar to Dave McPhail to be a gigantic improvement for me. Outside of that, as others have mentioned, get nicer material, better hooks, capes, spurs. Doesn't make tying easier. It makes achieving the desired effect more attainable. After tying for almost 20 years, at the end of the day, what helped me the most is that we mostly fish with our eyes. You can get away with a lot of imperfections in a fly and still have it do exceedingly well. Yeah. So I thought it was a good idea. Like, there's some flies that I've tied that I'm just like, well, these will never see water. Yeah. But then there's other ones where I'm like, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not perfect. I'm not super stoked with it. Yeah. But, um, and then one guy said, down uh figuring out thread sizing and making sure you have the right size thread for the right size fly yeah um i need to invest in a hackle gauge too yeah is one thing if i'm going to start tying more dries is something easy to do and um yeah hackle gauge a good hair stacker have you ever heard of kelly gallup 
So that's funny you mentioned a hackle gauge because that's what one guy just said. Something I wish I had learned to use earlier was a hackle gauge. It really helped with consistency and appearance of my dry flies. Higher quality thread was a game changer, which I 100% agree with. Especially tying saltwater flies, I will use nothing but gel spun. I will use gel spun thread till I cannot afford it anymore. Like, I will buy that. It's way more expensive than, I mean, it's not. In terms of money, it's not expensive, but in terms of thread, yeah, it's like four times the price. But being able to reef down on fucking on the fucking deer tails, yeah, to be able to fucking tie down long clousers and shit. Um, I like want to UV UV resin. That shit. It's one of the other things you said. Another. Um... <clears throat> thing that i've read uh, going to the wax like for flies using dubbing because dubbing sucks on some yeah but putting the wax on the thread it's gonna I'd like i need to do that it adheres so much yeah. better because i'll get a good dubbing noodle spun but then it comes off the off the thread as you're as you're tying it on yeah spinning it on but I, uh, Kelly Gallup. Yeah. That's another t- fly tying dude. It's the slide in on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he came up with it's like Gallup Sex Dungeon Streamer. And, but he does a lot of dry fly. He's got like three different caddis versions that he tries that he does. And um, he's got some really cool stuff, like big articulating screamers and, and shit like that. I heard about him through Aaron. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he does a lot of cool stuff. And he he came out with a line of hair stackers that are a little box and they're different sizes. And you put the hair and you tap the box and then you spin the bottom of it and it, you just pull it out, which is kind of cool. Huh. <laughs> That's kind of handy. Yeah. And he actually, one thing, one cool thing that you may like on his videos is he's got videos on how to harvest feathers from like mallards and wood ducks so you can utilize them correctly. That's one thing I got to do is like look up a fly to tie with all the fucking wood duck and mallard feathers I have. Even if it's not a fly that I particularly want to fish, just like to use it. Like I have them. I have. You've got hundreds of dollars worth of fucking. Yeah, I probably have. $2,000 $2,000 in wood duck feathers between out here and in my yeah. shop. Just in bags. Just whatever. The lady that comes in the shop that gave me some actual feathers, I was like, you do realize you're sitting on a gold mine of feathers. Yeah. And she's like, well, pay up. I said, I'm not paying you for it. Yeah, no, no. You can just, <laughs> you can just give that to me. Hmm. Ooh, that's a nice boat. Um, yeah, so well, we got. I like my new rod. I just don't know if I love it. Your three way new one? Yeah. I'm going to talk to you about it. It's just like, it's the new modern way to build a rod, and I understand, but it's like. I don't know. I might have to go back to my old one and just keep that one as like a 
as a spare, like still fish it. Like I, I might actually pick up one of their cheeky preloads just to put on it. Yeah. Just to have, like, I don't know. It's, I'm not. I think if they have one at that show this weekend, which you probably will, I'm going to bite the bullet. Just buy it. <laughs> I can send a message to make sure he has one. No, I don't want him to bring it down and then not have me buy it. I like the backbone on it. I I don't know if it'll help my casting any, but so for throw it. So I guess what so much I think I might like it more in the open. Yeah. But I don't love it for like roll casting small streams for yeah. stalkers. Just because like it doesn't give me like all that feel that I have. Like it still gets the fly where I want it. Mm-hmm. And so like I shouldn't be that upset with it, but it's just the feel. Like the performance of it's great. It puts a, I can put it, I can put a fly exactly where I want the fly to go. It catches fish. Like I really should just kind of be happy. But it's like I don't get like the the loading that I got on my glass rod. Like it's just yeah. not the same. And I like that where like it feels like you're fishing a much like harder rod yeah. to fish. I don't know. It's, it's fucked up. With your little three weight that I'm using, when I roll cast with that, I feel like I overpower it too much because it's so loosey goosey. Yeah. So I'm thinking with this three weight with a little bit more backbone, I'll find myself not, I'll find myself being able to do it a little bit easier. Yeah, I just gotta be careful because it's a little bit longer. I realize I cannot teach someone how to fucking roll cast. I was trying to talk to Cody yesterday about that, and I'm like, he's like, so what do you do? And I'm like, I kind of just bring it back straight. Like, see, so the I, line... I roll cast off my. I well, and I traditionally like that's that's my cast. Yeah, my cast is like forty five to sixty degrees off my. Like, yeah, I am very rarely. Like rowing the fucking train tracks like Same. you're supposed to. Like I'm much more of a off the side, and I use my wrist a fuck ton. Yeah, and that's one of the things. Like I can't explain. Like you can ask ten different people how to cast, and they're gonna give you ten different ways. Oh yeah, and I mean, it, like I mean, it's depicted in the river runs through yeah. it. Like every, you have to find your cast. If you can find your cast, it's sort of just like a swing, like a baseball swing, or a like you want to get the the basics yeah to be the same but the mechanics are the same but you add you add your own piece to it like uh, i don't know i started with roll casting kind of when i'm standing there i'll bring it back like this and then bring it back like that yeah roll it back and i found it easier to get the fly like especially to lay it to lay out flat uh, where I want it, but like with my five weight roll casting, I'll kind of bring it up with my arm out a little bit, so where the line is kind of just hanging behind it, and then kind of just flip it forward. You can watch it roll out. I got myself in the hand the other day, the first time I ever on a fucking roll cast. Yeah, I've got myself in the face before. That hurt. That was in the middle of a river. I was standing on a rock. I'll never forget it. Wind fucking blowing straight in my face, and I just fucking I was casting, and I fucking pulled it back, and I went to go back and as the fly was like coming between. Because when I cast, my fly is normally between my rod and my face, like it's going yeah. through this triangle, 
and it fucking came back and fucking whack right below my glasses. Like, also, big thing. If you are fly fishing, especially if you're, like, actually casting, not just roll casting, wear glasses. I don't, like, I I find myself, when we're fishing these little streams around here, to I'll take them off a lot of times because it's kind of dark. But I got to remind myself to, like, hey, put them on. It's so easy to fucking get a fly in the face. Or a stick or something that throws your balance off. But, um... My thing, like, when I roll, if I'm trying to go for distance with a roll cast, is, like, I'll bring it back, and it's kind of like this weird balance of, like, keeping enough back tension on the rod to kind of almost preload it in the wrong direction. So when you go the other way, you get that extra, like, deflection. I don't know. I can't really explain really well, like, how I do it, like, when I'm trying to show somebody. Like, I can just know what I do. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things, like, I can teach someone how to cast, like, it's not hard. Yeah. But, like, a roll cast, like, in perfecting, like, like you said, like, the layout, like, how do you get a fly to lay? Like, my biggest trick for that is before I roll cast, I'll pull in, and then I'll pull back, and then when I cast, I let go. Yeah. So I allow it kind of to shoot. Yeah. But it's to the point where, like, I kind of know my distance already. So I know that if I pull back that much, I'll still put it back where I want it, but allow it to let the line go to kind of take some of the speed out to let the fly catch up mm-hmm. and fly over and land. The million ways to skin a cat. You really are. Oh, we just keep getting fucking. All right. Back to our fucking comment thread. This, this is a big one that I fucking have now come to realize. You only need a couple wraps to lock something down. Yeah. Don't crowd the head slash eye. Still trying to figure out dubbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dubbing is, I don't know. Like, I, I hate watching the YouTube. Like, I've watched a bunch of flies being made lately. And the guy's just like, yeah, you just wet your fingers a little bit and just rub it on right yeah. here and just fucking wear up and you're done and i like yeah it doesn't well what he's not telling you is he's done a thousand fucking flies well yeah but still like even just like that little bit like i can watch him do it and i can do exactly what he does and it does not look the same mm-hmm. doesn't matter like one of the versions of the royal stim they do a, a dubbing on the head yeah and like wrapped in with the hackle and I'm just like, I'm just not going to tie it that way because fuck dubbing. Like, I hate dubbing. Yeah. I've gotten into doing some of my PTs, like doing a hot spot with, you know, different colors of, <coughs> of dubbing. And um, it's, I don't know, you got to make sure you get it right because otherwise it just pulls off. And also, one thing I have a hard time with, and I don't know why it is, but I tie fast. Like, yeah. to, I don't know what it is in my brain, but like, as soon as I start tying a fly, I'm like, I just want to get done with this. Whereas, like, I don't take it as like a journey of yeah. like, just take your time. Like, you tie what you tie. And as you get better, you get faster with it. Right. I understand that. But like, right now, like, I don't know. I'm so like inclined to pick up just saltwater flies and just start tying a shit ton of them because I'm like, 
I you can, can do them. a bunch and you can do them fast. Yeah. But you'll get to a point like that with your royal stems too at yeah. some point. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, it just like, takes a little bit but longer. But it's taking the time now to slow down enough to like really focus on tying it properly. Yeah. Rather than just, I want to tie six royal stems tonight. Yeah. I, uh, I try like what I've been doing is when I sit down to tie, I want to tie at least one good. Like I, I want to take my time and make sure it's good yeah. to tie like a blue dot. And, and if I'm happy with it, then maybe I'll tie another one. Or if it comes out like shit, I'll tie another one and slow myself down. Yeah. <clears throat> Still coming in. Whip finish. Fuck whip finishing. Not for dry flies. Half hitch tool, man. Half hitch tool, and I go, I go, I do a full hitch because I'll do a half hitch one way and then do a half hitch the other way. Yeah. Be done with it. And I'll even throw, like, before I tie in my hackle, I'll I'll throw a half hitch on it just to be in case, just it, breaks in case, off. In case it breaks off. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Aaron, like Aaron taught me that in that class just to you know you get your like do a PT or something after you get your thread on and your your bead like your wire tied in just throw a half hitch on it just to just to as extra insurance mm -hmm. because that thread is tiny yeah that's the other thing like with going back to like tying dry flies now and tying smaller flies like it doesn't take a lot of pressure to hold something in place it doesn't take a lot of effort to like make yeah. sure like shit's tied down couples couple wraps it cinch it and or like with the with the blue done like tie it on the tail what i found is when you when you're holding the the tail feathers in your the barbules in your hand and on the hook, I'll bring the thread around and kind of pull it with my or grip it with my two fingers, and then make sure everything's lined up, and then slowly bring it down and cinch it, and then just a couple racks. Yeah. <clears throat> because if you put too much, then your body gets all fucked up, and it ends up just not tapered right. Or there's it's a pain in the ass. Mm. Like everyone that I like, the guys from like Wildfly, like I've been watching a bunch of their videos, like, and they're they do a lot of streamer fishing, uh -huh. they do a lot of bass fishing. They're from fucking Alabama, like that blew my mind. Yeah, how they started fly fishing. Yeah, like, like did you watch their podcast video hmm. when they they're in the hotel room and they're talking about like how they got started and shit? Yeah, like. He couldn't tie a nail knot. Yeah. Like trying to get leaders in fucking Alabama is like. Yeah. And then working in shops down there. Yeah. And how like, no, but like it just isn't the same. Mandy, when she went to New Orleans, I said, I want a t-shirt from a fly fishing shop. Did she get it? There's like. None. They didn't know what fly fishing was with it, where she was at. It's all like just catfishing and shit like that. I was like, in fucking New Orleans, they got redfish. Yeah. 
you gotta go down to the salt water for them. Those guys, I mean, that's one of those things down in like if you go down to like Homer, there's a ton of guys that will fly fish for, but they're also after big reds. Like there's not a huge fly fishing community down there for the salt. Yeah, but those dudes from Alabama, the blue line guys. It's cool how they kind of built their fly fishing. Yeah, down there. I like how they call the uh, the kayaks coming down the river the plastic hatch. Yeah, prolific plastic hatches. And have you watched any like the Hobo Steve videos and shit? No. Oh, because he used to like just bum around and fish in Colorado and Montana and live out of his truck. So they call him Hobo Steve. And now they have this hashtag called Free Hobo Steve by making their business big enough to where he could quit his day job. Yeah. It's cool. There's their bus series where they buy the second bus. Yeah. And I'm like, I literally found a van the other day. Or it was like an old, I think I sent yeah. it to you. It was like an old, like, service truck, like bread delivery truck yeah. style. Remember the one my dad had? Yeah. Like, that would have been perfect. Would have been fucking ideal. Yeah. Have him make us some fucking bunks. Yeah. I do like how they put a fly tying desk in the back of it. Yeah. Like, that's pretty dope. That's how I want to build my fly tying desk, like, with the pegboard and shit. Yeah. On the back of it. Which I have. I just got to go out to the scrap pile and pull the lumber aside. For what I want to build, but I'm gonna do it probably not this weekend, but next weekend. I keep thinking about dragging my desk out of here and putting it up in my fucking office because I would tie a lot more. I think if I was in my office, yeah. But now it's getting warmer, and I'm like, no, fuck it, I'll be out here all the time. Like tonight, I'll tie tonight. Yeah, later, but. Once this fucking epitome of fucking technology is fucking wrapped up. <laughs> I don't know. I've been thinking about a pellet stove out here too. They don't make like small pellet stoves. They used to make the window units, but yeah, those get deemed unsafe. They worked well. That's what's on fire. Yeah. A little sketchy. But I just want like a, I don't know. I was actually looking at one of those, uh, like the the powerless one, like the Z channel ones. Yeah. Have you seen those? They have them like tractor supply and shit. They're just like self feeding. Yeah. It's like, well, those wouldn't be bad. What's worse is going to happen? Yeah. It doesn't work. Great. Okay. This is what fucking 150 square feet. I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Not even 150 square feet. No. Or a little wood stove, but piping the wood stove is a tough part. Yeah. Like I have a perfect spot to go out to the fucking side of that fucking house mm-hmm. right there. It'd be perfect. And I just gotta go up. Like, I don't have to go that far up. So like I could do a wood stove, but then. I just, I don't know. Wood stoves are pain in the ass. 
I did think about bringing my vice over and trying to tie while we record, and I was just like, no. <laughs> I swear enough during this thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, so big weekend planned. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the fucking report from old Aaron here. Oh, from the Catskills? Well, he's going to the Catskills, but he also told me he's going to my favorite river in Connecticut. I want to try and fish that this summer at some point. I want to. I So I have a, I know exactly where I want. I have it pinned. I actually sent it to him. And I was like, this is one of my favorite spots on that river. And I was like. And you said the access is pretty easy on that, right? Yeah, it's not bad. Like, you can get down to very fishable spots yeah. very easily. I was thinking, like do a fucking long weekend and just rip down there. I wouldn't, I'd actually like to do a, a, like a midweek trip because <clears throat> I was fishing down there at one point and like there was canoers, tubers. I, I, I don't know if I ever posted the video. I gotta go back and find it. Dude passed me on a fucking blow up bed. It's like, that is a hell of a way to tube. Right. Just like a fucking full or queen size blow up mattress threw it on the river and he was shit housed passed out just going down the river right good for him living living the life really right but i'm sitting here trying to fish and i'm watching all this shit show and i was like uh the plastic catch yeah more rubber rubber latex I listened to a podcast of the guy. They were interviewing a dude. He owns a fly fishing meme account yeah. called the Farmington River. He's from that area. And it's just fly fishing memes that are hilarious. It's it's a very popular river in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing river. They've got some monster browns in there. Like, that would be one I would take two five weights on. No doubt. Yeah. I might take all three of my five weights to go down there. Like, just have one set up for streamers. Or... I'm starting to convert. I'm, uh, I've watched enough of the wildlife videos that I might start streaming. I will never, sure. I will never be a nymph fisherman. I will never Euro nymph. I promise you that. Yeah, I won't Euro nymph, but I'll put a nymph on. Behind a dry, just use the dry as an indicator. Oh, yeah. I'll do a dry dropper every now and then if it's really slow and I'm really frustrated. I'm interested to see if we go with Aaron, how it's going to, is it, it's going to be streamers or is it going to be dries with indicators or, or not in dries with indicators, but nymph dries with droppers. Yeah. Uh, he already told me it'd be a lot of wet fly fishing. And I was like, Aaron, I'm sort of embarrassed. I don't know if you know this about me. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, if you want to catch fish. I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, I'll I'll listen to you. He's like, yeah, pretty much I'm just going to park you in the front of the boat and I'll be talking to him and you'll just be in the back doing whatever you want to do. <laughs> All right, dude, sounds good. Perfect. I was like, I am really looking forward to fishing that spot with him because I've never 
I'd never fished it open water. Yeah, I've only ice fished it, so. And it'll just be cool to get to know him more. Um, yeah, five fishing show on Sunday. I'm going to try to fish probably Friday night. Say about tomorrow. We'll see what the weather does. Yeah. Friday is supposed to be windy. That's the only reason I agreed to golf because wind's not going to really affect my golf game. I don't really give a fuck at this point. Yeah, you just grip it and rip it. Yeah. What's going to straighten out my drive? More liquor. <laughs> Where are you golfing? Uh, over at Pease. Play over there. And then. Uh, Might try and get out Saturday too. I might try because I gotta be over there anyways for old horseback riding. So I don't know. I feel um, do both parents have to go all the time. Like, yeah, it's great. You're learning to ride a horse. Like they also learn how. To- they also teach her how shovel shit. No, not really. They haven't no. gotten there. I think she's taking it easy because she's small. And I'm yeah. like, hey, you can make her do whatever. It'd be good to let her learn to manual labor. Yeah. But well, it's more to just ride the horse, too. They brush the horse. Then they saddle the horse. Then they take the horse out. And they ride the horse and they come back in, they take everything off, and then they brush the horse and give the horse a treat. It's laid back. Seems that Andy went to that riding school too. I did a summer sure camp did. there when I was a kid. Did you? Mm-hmm. That's where I learned how to braid. The only reason I can know I know how to braid. Because we made our own lead ropes. Yeah. Out of fucking bailing twine. Speaking of uh braiding and shit. Mike Lee came in the shop yesterday and he's taken to made it, making dog leashes out of climbing rope. Oh, yeah? And he he had in his truck 150 leashes that he had made that he just gives to people. He gave me one for my in-laws little dog and it's cool. It's like the he takes like braided climbing rope and it splices a loop in it and you know puts a nice brass clasp on it and you know he could sell them easily for you know 20 bucks but he just gives them away and he's like i've got i've got another 200 in the mudroom at my house i said martha must want to strangle you so he goes yeah the worst part is none of my dogs have ever been on a leash He came in, we're shooting shit, and like he had his two dogs of them, Yuma, Golden Retriever, and Chipper, who's this massive bull mastiff. Yeah. And they were like, they got so bored waiting on him, they just laid down behind the counter. And I just kept giving Chipper treats. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> You'll burn it off. We it are funny. we are watching one of my wife's clients' dogs right now. And I that poor dog must be starving at our house. Because uh, yeah. I'm sorry. If you bring your dog to me to watch and it's just potentially slightly overweight, which is awkward coming from a 
very overweight person, but I'm not going to allow whatever you tell me. I'm just going to kind of do my own thing with your dog. And that's how your dog's going to fucking be from now on. <laughs> like I told Leo, I was like, you got to tell this lady, like, I'm going to go buy her a one cup, like plastic or glass measuring Scoop, cup. Yeah. And go one of these one in the morning and one at night until she's not that <laughs> like this fucking dog she thick she real thick and like, super lovey oh she's sweet she's a wicked sweet dog yeah. she'd like to cuddle but she can't get up on anything because she's too fat so downside she can get on the couch she takes the diesel route on the couch on the on our big couch because you come down the step and it's right there. Yeah. So like you only go down one step and then she can go right onto the couch. Then she'll walk all the way around to wherever the person's sitting. <laughs> I had blood work done today. Yeah, how'd it go? It's looking good. That's still cool. technically have an infection, staph infection, but the levels are way down. So that's good news. White blood cell counts normal. Okay. We got we got another another tip rolling in here. What do we got? So this one, this starts off with, there's so many. These pertain mostly to my style of tying, so I'm sure there will be people that disagree with some. Don't waste money on cheap slash barbed hooks. It's hard to find non-barbed hooks, personally, but. It's easier, it's easier and easier to find non-barbed hooks, I've noticed. Yeah, but I think good hooks do matter. Yeah. Dubbing technique matters a lot. Yeah, I think we covered that. Uh, hackle size and quality matters a lot. Absolutely. Not all deer hair is created equally. Well, no shit. It's made by Mother Nature. Certain types required for certain types of flies, especially when you're spinning deer hair. Absolutely. Spinning deer hair is fucking miserable. Um, this guy says, always finish flies you'll use with Sally Hansen's on the whip finish. Not sure what that is. Might have to look that up. Um, for efficiency, keep tie, tying with scissors in your hand. I agree with that, mainly because I spend like five minutes of every fly I tie looking for my scissors. Yeah. Um, I do like that. For efficient tying, have a count for every step. Number of wraps of wire, hacking, dubbing. And then you stick two for each fly. That's a good little tip. Yeah. And then every wrap matters and should have a purpose. That's what I was talking about, like trying to just tie fast versus tie good. I think that's really what I was getting at. Yeah. Like, and then less is more. The amount of material you use, amount of patterns you try and tie. The amount of turns you need to tie something down more often than not, less is better. I agree. 
A lot of good little comments yeah. here. Let's start uploading all these guys. Um, I just said whip finish, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with. I'm not completely sold on the, on the whip finish. It's good for certain flies. I agree. I, like, I like it for my saltwater flies, but I also glue them or UV them. Yeah. Like, um, More close from up here. Mm -hmm. A lot of nice fish getting caught, though. Yeah. I watched a, I think you'll like it. There's a YouTube video called buck nasty browns yeah guys out in montana fishing for buck nasty browns I would like to get into some more, like, let's see what this guy says. So this is one thing that I like. So this was in the fly fishing Reddit. So it says, I'm new to fly fishing. I'm not looking for any secrets, but I'd like to hear maybe a few tips. People have learned over the years that they may wish they knew starting out. This is basically exactly what I posted. Whoops. Hope you read this one. But this guy says gear matters less than skill. I 100% agree. Like, and that was one of the things, like, when I was looking for my, actually, when I bought my Orvis three weight, I looked at everything. I looked at Scott Rods. I looked at fucking anyone that made a three weight. I, I picked it up and, like, just the feeling. I was like, nothing feels like super super different like you can tell like if it's a tip flex or a mid flex or a full flex like yeah you can feel that yeah but like other than that like i don't know if i could tell you the difference between a 900 rod and a 600 rod but then it comes to like can you use that to present it to a to a fish like yeah and <clears throat> um i agree with that but like some of the stuff, like, obviously, like, there's a pay, you get what you pay for at some point, but then I also think there's just, like, that breakover point of, like... I've never found, like, waiters. Right. I, I don't... Cheap think, waiters rip, expensive waiters rip. Right. And, like, what... Like, I put mine on. I honestly haven't even fished my new boots yet. I've worn my old boots out every time I've gone. How <laughs> come? 
Just like I'm, they have the socks built into them, or well, they don't have socks built yeah. in. They're wet boots. Okay. Like, but I'm not getting my feet wet, and any place I'm fishing around here, I'm not going to wear waders. Yeah. Like maybe I would wear waders fishing Little River. Yeah, I'd wear them on the Scott, but I haven't gone up and fished it since you've had them. Since I've had them, so I'm like. Now, would I wear them up there? Probably, just because I want to be able to easily get places. Yeah. That's really, like, I don't mind. I, like, I'll fish up there in flip-flops, like, get my feet wet. Oh, well, they'll dry off. Yeah. But same thing, like, putting on those waders, I was like, well, these waders feel like every other pair of waders I've ever put on in my life. They're going to fucking leak. Maybe they leak sooner. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. But I also have wader repair glue and UV light, so... I think going over with an extra layer of UV light may not be a bad idea. I think UV, I cool. think I might do that. I actually think I might get like a tongue depressor and then just yeah. like spread all the seams and then just fucking UV light the whole fucking yeah. thing. Um, <clears throat> but the other thing this guy says, <clears throat> um, fish water before you wade it or scare it. That's one of the things like. If you are fishing weight water where like there are fish, but they're like scarce or whatever, like I will change flies pretty quickly if I know there's a fish there and he's not coming up. Yeah. Like two to three good, like of what I think are good drifts for that like area, I will change a fly in a heartbeat before I fish it again and just throw the same fucking whatever it does not want. Like, if you get a fish to come up and look, or you can tell the fish's head moves, like, especially if you're fishing clear water where yeah. you can see the fish, I will try to, like, if I throw, like, three good casts, I won't just keep throwing those same three casts with the same fucking fly. I will change six flies in ten minutes before I fucking fish. Yeah. Fish it ten times. Um, That's one thing I need to get better at is tying knots dude i'm i'm very late well, not lazy but like i just i stick with a fishing knot yeah i just have it in my head like that's what i tie and like if i'm fishing stripers i'll do a double double fishing knot or like a i don't know what's it called improved fishing yeah. knot but like for dries most of the time i've heard also tying flying pie fishing for stripers tying a perfection loop Autumn is good too with those streamers. Yeah. Um, but there's there's some good advice here. I like this one. Fish every chance you get. When you can fish an hour, get get out there. When the weather report is bad, get out there. <laughs> yep. The best way to get good is to fish. You can't learn to fish online. I agree. But you can learn a lot of things that, like... A lot of stuff to try. <clears throat> well, see if yeah. it works for you. And, and, and you know, like, some stuff that works for somebody may not work for you. Mm -hmm. And that's just the nature of the beast. Like, I've, I've watched probably 100 videos on mending line and, like, how to keep your line. Yeah. And, like, I found out the way I like to keep mine. And it's not, like, a traditional... Like, I don't fucking cast and then lift up and move. Like, I'm more of like a, I'll give myself some extra to move it, yeah. to move my back half of my line up where I want it. Like, I'm still learning 
like for trying to perfect the basics and then move yeah. into the other stuff. And one of the other things that like there was a guy that someone was complaining about um uh complaint like the guys were talking about like rod carriers and which ones they liked and which ones they didn't like, which is another thing I need to I wanna buy. I'm probably gonna buy from there, but what's he selling set? No, well, he gets a, oh. a break, so I want to use him. But like the difference between setting your rod up at the river versus like yeah. showing up ready, like some guys, and, and I understand both schools of thought. Like one guy is like, yeah, I like to set my rod up when I get to the stream that I'm fishing because it, it forces me to take that time. So not only am I paying attention to what I'm doing, but I'm also watching the river and it gives me an extra 10 minutes to watch the river yeah. and see how things are going and see if I notice anything or any places that I want to fish. And then other guys are like, yeah, but if I get an hour set up and breakdown of a rod is like set up yeah. can be 10 minutes, depending on like, if you've got to get a reel out, you've got to get a reel on, you've got to get line through, you've got to get a tippet tied on, you got to get a fly tied on. Like it can take you some time. So he's like, so if I do that every time, like that's 10 to 20 minutes of an hour that I have to fish that I lose. So like showing up with a rod ready to go, where like I agree. Like I, and one of the things that I I do mostly in the way I kind of combat it is I will show up kind of with a game plan of what fly I want to fish yeah. first. So like whether it's tied on already and I'm ready to go, like my three weights right now are loaded, ready to go. I can show up somewhere and be out of my car with my pack on and fishing in a minute. Yeah. But what I'll do is I'll fish that first drift and kind of not really pay attention too much and just watch everything else going on around me. And then when I tie on the next fly is really when I take time to kind of watch and like, cause it's just kind of muscle memory of like, okay, I just spin the fly fucking 12 times, put a line through, tie it, nip it, you know, put the aqua repel on or whatever and i like go setting it up before i get there and because it gives that chance for that leader to kind of get the memory out of it yeah from being wrapped on the reel too that's one of the tools actually because we talked about things that, like little tips and shit that you carry yeah i carry a leader straightener and i think i have it i just can't seem to get it i don't maybe i don't know how to use it right but that's just put it through and pull put, it put it through and apply a good bit of pressure with your with your hand maybe i'm just not putting enough pressure on yeah because like mine i noticed it it worked very well but also like that's one thing like most of like all my rods in here have leaders on them yeah i'll fucking cut them all off and put new leaders on yeah that reminds me that you're getting leaders <clears throat> i should just that's what i should do tonight Maybe that's what I will do tonight. Put leaders on here. Well, no. So I have a bunch of leaders from Postfly. Yeah. But they're just straight ended. They're not looped. Yeah. But they give you the directions on how to loop them. Yeah. So I think I might just take them inside and just tie them all up. And that'll be my leaders for the year. I need to get some different size. I'm still a noob using fucking tapered leaders. I love tapered leaders. But they're easier for me. They are. I, I, 
it's one of those things where I'm like, the only thing that hurts is the fucking price tag. Yeah. <laughs> like, and especially like if you're fishing a windy day or like the first couple times out, even every year, like you're going to nod a leader. Like yeah. I will not, I nod, I've, I nod in one already. Yeah. I think I've only officially gone through one leader so far, but it's been like four days of fishing. I'm like, yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I gotta go drop some money on for the season. I just use straight four on my striper leaders and I just tied up a bunch. I have some. Ian ties his own and he loves to do it. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not here to make fucking leaders. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't enjoy tying fucking nail knots that much or whatever knot you choose to tie with your fucking leader. Yeah. Oh, that's Amazon. Now, when we tie up some more renegades tonight, maybe watch a video on how to tie a royal skin again because it's one of those that I haven't fucking memorized yet. Yeah. Get after it. I'm going to take a break for blue duds and learn how to tie blue winged olives. Just because that's another pretty productive fly. We'll see. Well, I gotta pee. Everybody falls asleep. That's right. It is about pee break time. We are. I don't even know how long we're into this one. About an hour, I think. We are one seventeen in to round two, with some technical difficulties. This is gonna be a great podcast to listen to. <laughs> Just us rambling. Um, next week we'll see what what the schedule holds. Yep. May get fucking Dan on with Firefly Guides finally. Fucker. See what we spent our money on at the show. Yeah. Maybe give a show report. Maybe get some guests out of the show. You never know. Gonna bring some fucking business cards. That's for sure. Better bring some stickers too. Yeah. I gotta remember to put some in my chart to put on like because apparently the new thing is putting weed company stickers on gas station shit. Oh yeah. Like drive-through windows. I've seen them. Have you noticed that? A little bit. I want to get some of our new stickers out there though. Yeah. I gotta get some of those made up. I forget the company we used for the last one. <sighs> Sticker mule. Sticker mule. I might see if I can find the fucking... I, I have the picture somewhere saved, but... We'll get some new stickers out there for the folks. You know, new season, new me, new new us. New, yeah, new season, new sticker. Yeah. But... I got some dry fly raven love. That's I what I need to get Aaron for when we go with him. I got a bottle of it inside, unopened. Might not be unopened for long, but it's unopened right now. That shit's good, though. I should reach out to them and be like, hey, this is what we do. We have an Instagram. We, have, we fly fish together. And uh, one of us is sober. <laughs> one of us is sober. The other one does actually drink enough whiskey for both of us. <laughs> so 
It's cool though. But thanks for listening. Thanks for checking in. We'll be uh we see any if anyone listens and shows up to the fucking fly fishing show, say what up. We'll see you then. I'm very inspired by the wildfly, like their brewery meetup. Yes. I wish we were that big where it would like constitute a meetup. Leah asked me the other day, she's like, you should, or she said to me, she's like, oh, you can get the GoPro for fly fishing and like keep doing your videos and like stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, let's just take like, let's take five minutes and watch this and watch what they do in their production. Yeah. And then you tell me if you think this retard is capable of that. I was like, they have drone shots. They have walking shots. They've got underwater shots. They've yeah. got like, it'll end up with me with a fucking iPhone on my way there. And me with an iPhone on my way back because I'm too dumb to remember when I'm actually fishing because I just forget <laughs> about everything. Yeah. I was like, the only reason I keep my phone on me is to take pictures <clears throat> like or scout Google Maps. I wish trout routes worked around here because I'd pay for it. Yeah, there's nothing. No. I mean, our, our trout route is the fucking main stocking truck fucking yeah. list. <laughs> Uh, sad as that is, fuck. All right, folks, we will see you next week at some point. We will record maybe not Wednesday, could be Tuesday, could be Thursday. Maybe we record Wednesday just after we fish. You never know. Who knows? We just do a little fucking impromptu. It's not like we have a huge setup anymore. Just do it riverside, waterside, do it on the boat. Yeah, just fucking throw my half on down, start a zoom call. Fuck it, here we go. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Peace.